Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Last uh, month, we did the greatest tag teams. Hopefully, you joined us for those four episodes. We're doing another four-episode uh, tournament determining the greatest theme song. We're going to break it down from WCW, the WWF, which leads us up to the uh, time when WCW closed. And then we're going to do WWE from the time after WrestleMania 17, essentially, until currently, and we're also going to do a wild card, which includes some impact wrestling and some songs that did not make it into either of these three lists that we're going to do first. But before we get into them, we're going to bring in Stephen from Toronto. How are you today, Stephen? Good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I'm actually on vacation this week. Uh, I spent a weekend at my favorite place, Camp Kintail, and a little bit of rain, but everything was wonderful. And now I'm pretty much going to be bored all week with a vacation of doing nothing. So, well, you can come up, and I've got a place you can clean. Uh, no, no, we're good. We're good. Thank you for the offer. But yeah, I'm going to find other things to do here. Probably some more uh, tinkering around with the show, with graphics. Maybe even actually work on my website. So we'll see what happens. Things could be done. You never know. And we're bringing in Jonesy from Niagara Falls. How are you doing, Jonesy? People still have websites? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, I just haven't worked on ours because we do more stuff on social media than on uh, a website. But, you know, at least people can get some of our archive stuff from there. Um, but other than that, how are you? I'm actually pretty good. <clears throat> little different labor day feeling but uh you know when you're not laboring before or after it when you're not laboring and the children are not back in school yet so they're still running around yeah it all depends on what uh religion non-religion grade levels and uh regions of ontario you're in i know it's all over the place uh they could have started uh this week they might be starting next week uh but on a note away from reality, we're going to break down all the stuff involving wrestling and music. Uh, we thought, you know, why not do theme songs? And it expanded once again when our brains start ticking into a four-week uh, format. So I'm going to play out what we're doing this uh, episode, and then Steven can break it down for us. Let the fear 
So everyone there saw we go. It. This is what we're calling our WCW bracket. Um, so match one, you've got the four horsemen versus public enemy. Match two, you got you'll notice Sting's in this twice, but because he's got that's a good music. Uh, Sting, the crow version versus Goldberg. You have Ric Flair versus the NWO original, black and white. Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, which was the voodoo. How was that called? Voodoo something. Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child versus the DDP. Then you had Jake the Snake Roberts versus Harlem Heat. You then have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus NWO Wolfpack, so black and red. You got the natural Dustin Rhodes versus Ernest the Cat Miller. Then, you have, then you've got the Disco Inferno versus Sting, but this is the surfer version. So this would have been he had the fun colored paint. He pre pre War Games ninety seven ninety six. Yeah, about so, 96-ish. So is there anything you guys are excited about? Any matches? Got a few here that were tough. Yeah, I see a couple that are going to be a little bit uh, going either way. Uh, probably in the Ric Flair NWO side of things. Yeah. But there's going to be a couple interesting ones to see who advances. Jonesy, we, we got a couple hot tracks off of uh, Slam Jam One on here, so it's going to be exciting. Yeah. So we, I guess we should, I guess we should explain some of the things. So you, we, you guys, will not hear the music being played. Unfortunately, we don't want to get yes. a strike against us. We we can't afford a strike. So I believe in the comments. There'll be a link with all these songs. Yeah, in the description of uh, tonight's episode, uh, especially on YouTube and on uh, Facebook, there will be a link to a playlist that I created with these 16 songs. So you can hear what we listened to earlier today. Um, and then winner will advance uh, to face... Uh, the winner of the WWF, the WWE, and what is the fourth bracket is what we're calling wild card. So like Sean said, that's some TNA. Um, who else is in that? There's TNA. There's some old school WCW, some new school WWE that didn't make it. So it's kind of a mix. It depends. It was people who didn't make WWE, WWE, WWF, WCW, and some TNA because there was a few good TNA theme songs. And we tried to create a whole bracket, and then we realized TNA sucks, so we couldn't. So uh, we put a few in, just as pity votes, I think. Yeah, pretty much. But we tried to get at least eight uh, from uh, Impact Wrestling. And then uh, when we were coming up with the list for uh, the other three brackets, there were some uh, good uh, songs that didn't make the cut. We even put out a vote to see what uh, number so uh, song number 16 would be in these three uh, categories. And then those that did not uh, make it 
uh, out of that vote made it into the wild card. So that's what we're uh, going to be doing. And I get to start off with the Four Horsemen versus Public Enemy. Um, Four Horsemen, it's a traditional faction. Like, okay, we're also, before I get going, <coughs> excuse me, before we get going, it's not just the music, it's how it uh, affected their entrance and stuff like that as well. If it helped them, hindered them, didn't have any effect. So when you look at the Four Horsemen, you have this great sound of the horses galloping and getting ready, and you get this big guitar riff that starts out, and it's kind of exciting in that form, and you see the guys come out, and they raise up their four fingers. They look all regal, and then make their way to the ring. But after that, unfortunately, it's just guitar riff for however long they take to get to the ring. Sorry, I got a dry throat. Then you head over to Public Enemy. I'm not a fan of rap, but just the way that music goes, it gets you excited. Uh, the rapping tells about Public Enemy. It gets people waving their hands in the air, like just don't care. Uh, they know they're going to get uh, plunder with the tables. And just the whole catchy uh, vibe with the rapping and the na 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 part. It gets the waving. Fans <laughs> get involved, and for me, I have to go with Public Enemy surprisingly to advance. Stephen, um, well, Public Enemy, yes, it did get people involved, but I don't think it did anything for them. I mean, I much preferred their ECW because it was a lot different. Um, and then you have the horsemen with the galloping horses and the guitar rift and them coming out with the four fingers, the signal of excellence. I'm going horsemen because I, if I close my eyes, you hear the gallop, you know exactly who it is. Public Enemy song could have been a lot of different tag teams or a lot of different people. But if you close your eyes and you listen to those two songs, you knew exactly who was coming out with that horseman, that horse gallop, and the rift. And you knew there was something going on. And shit was about to get picked up. So I'm going the horseman. Well, you know, the public, the public enemy, when they came out with the plunder and the way that they walked and the way that the music went, I think it, I think it, it was well. Uh, I mean, you had all your classic stuff that's in a kid-friendly rap song. Uh, you had the record scratching. I think it would have been better if they would have just kept the gnaw, none of the gnaws in there and left everything else out there because a lot of it's just crappy writing and like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, something about heaven. Like I, it's even, it, it, I, ah, I, and it was just, I mean, it, it's good for 
WCW at that time being cartoony, but I mean, the Four Horsemen song, there's so many other things I can say. The one thing I'll say about that song that I, I really recognize, it's a great song for a group of people to come out to, but it's also a song that anybody could go out to. All you got to do is walk and look around. Give the sign if you want. But even without the sign, that that song is just it. In the way there, there there's that. Um, I'm trying to think the the instrument that's used, but it's kind of like a a fast guitar, but it isn't. It's uh, but anyways, that also makes it. It's like um, Chuck Norris foo days music that you'd hear in uh, a fight song. Um, for me, it's Four Horsemen. I mean, the Public Enemy song. It's cool, but it gets really annoying really quick. Okay, so for Four Horsemen. Horsemen dancing over the public enemy, which takes us to Sting, the Crow version, which was inspired by uh, Scott Hall convincing uh, Steve Borden to go that uh, image, taking on Bill Goldberg. Steven. So, Sting, I found it very boring. I get it that it was part of the character, but I thought it was, the more I listened to it, the more I was like, well, this is a very boring. I didn't, I don't think it enhanced the character. I know him fall. Uh, dropping from the ceiling and all that, but I just, I found it very boring. Then you had Goldberg and the music hits you right in the face right away. And you know that they were banging on his dressing room door and it had the very unique, intense feeling. Um, I'm going Goldberg just because again, I did the close my eyes test. Could I pick the Sting Crow music for Sting Crow? And I couldn't. Even though I know who it was, I just, I didn't, I, I don't remember it being that boring. So I'm going Goldberg. The Sting songs, I don't find it boring if it's on a good sound system. If you're just playing it off of and I'm talking like either headphones or something that isn't a crappy. I have a lot of crappy systems, but I have a real one, real good system, and it it's an awesome, well done song. Especially that WrestleMania where Sting came out. That version was fantastic. There's it was a little different because there was more drums and. The, the shouting that they were doing uh, in, in the original version, there's some of that. Uh, there's a soft organ. There's a soft march going to it. It's definitely got a horror kind of theme to it. Uh, the pounding of the drums, it, it, it actually is a bit disorienting uh, after a while listening to it. Um, but then there's Goldberg. And not the wrestler, the song. Now, the wrestler helped, I think, the song more so than the other way around but when he came out and 
the 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 I want to call them sprinklers, not sprinklers, sparklers. Uh, on <laughs> that'd be funny. Um, sparklers on him, and that that pounding, especially before he got there, and then boom, he came out. That that song is it 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 it's like a march. Uh, it's got a weird drum synthesizer kind of thing going on on in there it almost sounds a little bit like uh terminator um it, that one's got my uh got my vote yeah so i think both of these songs um are better when it's the whole package and you're seeing the superstar using it with their entrance and everything that goes along uh chris you mentioned about the uh pyro that was uh done with uh bill goldberg when he uh comes through the entrance way uh it all starts also with that whole pounding on the door and the march through the uh dressing room area with the security and they're almost unknowingly i think marching to the actual music um and not intentionally doing it but then he comes through and you see the uh sparklers uh going off he breathes in the smoke breathes it out does his punches and kicks without falling hopefully uh there is a uh botchamania with him actually doing that uh but you know and then the extra booms go off with sting his best part of having that music is the feel that you're in a arena that it's raining because they do the strobe lights and then the spotlight up on uh, him, especially when he was up in the rafters uh, before coming down and also even just with the presence of, well, what is he doing type deal. Taking away that element from Sting's presentation definitely diminishes what the song is. I know they were trying their hardest, I guess, to do their own version of The Undertaker uh, and have that mystique uh, type presence there with him, uh, especially with the image presentation. But it does fall short if you're driving around and just listening to it or how we just listen to it today uh, to get a mood and figure out who's advancing type deal. It's not an inspiring song uh, at all. The Goldberg song definitely is. And it gets you worked up for knowing that this is going to be a battle, even if it was only a two-minute squash match that Goldberg did. You got into the entrance uh, for him. So, of course, I have to go with Goldberg as well. It's a 3 nothing victory. And we move on to the legend of Ric Flair. And probably what uh, sparked the uh, whole revolution in wrestling, the NWO. Chris. This one's a hard one. Uh, we'll start with Ric Flair. Uh, of course, it starts with the woo, uh, and it is a um, song from uh, Space Odyssey. No, no, that's Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey, there you go. I've yep. actually never seen that mo- I've never seen that movie. Uh, know the theme, but um, it's got a classic buildup. Uh, lots of time to walk the aisle. Uh, and, and pick a spot where he would take off the robe, uh, certain things he would do. He could wait for the music. And the way that the music was, even if he 
missed it, he could all you can always just hear. Okay, here comes the thing, and then do. Uh, it just it's a great song to to be able to come out to and perform and have it a part of your whole thing, not just you know uh, just running down the aisle and grabbing ropes and shit like that. I think it it really helped him uh, with his whole demeanor. Um, and then NWO, I mean, there's uh, it starts uh, with Static. Uh, then it goes uh, uh, to the one, two, three progression. Um, and then it loops, adds a bit, and then loops and goes right back to the beginning again. Um, I like the song. It's it's good. But it it really wears itself out quickly, especially when the song is on a card like three, four times. And it, it 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 was good, but it was like an overplayed good song. Um, so for me, it's it, uh, Ric Flair. Interesting. Um, yeah, Ric Flair's uh, song was uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, <clears throat> it definitely gave that uh, regalness to what the uh, future 16-time world champion, the wheel and dealing, limousine riding, kiss dealing, jet flying, son of a gun, uh, Ric Flair wearing uh, alligator shoes and everything on uh, Rolex watches. It gave that image of a champion. Um, at the same time, it was used for a movie and Elvis Presley used it uh, for his stage performances as well. So it kind of takes away a little bit, in my opinion, from the uniqueness of it being for Ric Flair. Um I would almost say the same thing if uh, Pomp and Circumstances uh, was used, um, which isn't in this for Randy Savage for uh, our WWF uh, version, because Pomp and Circumstances was used at every graduation as well. Uh, then you get the NWO. Yes, they overplayed it when it got too big and almost everybody was a NWO uh, black and white member, but the initial part of it with Hall and Nash and Hogan um, up to X-Pac and maybe even DiBiase at most, right? It was okay. Uh, it was classic to use that as the background for these very unique at that time uh, vignettes that apparently took 15 minutes of them trying to put everybody, including themselves, mostly over. And WCW edited it down to that two-minute promo that we'd see during Nitro, but that did spark a lot of imagination. People were into it as soon as uh, the NWO music started. Uh, for guys who were supposed to be heels, they became cool heels thanks to Hall and Nash. Uh, Hogan was the hated side of it, but you knew uh, stuff was going to go down when the NWO came out. Uh, in my opinion, I think NWO is a uh, better song and more original as far as it goes with uh, being for wrestling. And that's why I'm going to go with the NWO theme song and Steven gets to be the tiebreaker. You both suck. This is the one that I did not have an, a winner for. Aww. Because it's Ric Flair and it's the NWO black and white. One of the most 
popular themes of all time. It is so important. And the fact that he made it even more important. Anyway, not for me. You've got you've got my past, so NWA Ric Flair. And you have what brought me back to wrestling, the NWO. It's a tough call. Is, is I close my eyes again and listen to these themes, and I could picture both entrances. Yep. And I could picture who was coming down. There was no, like, who was that again? I'm going to go Ric Flair because I feel like as much as I love the NWO, and yes, it was an amazing theme song, I'm kind of with Jones on this. I heard it too much. They, every, I think out of a hundred guys on the, or on the WCW roster, I think 99 of them had the same music and it was all this NWO music. And, And can I add the difference between that song and the Horseman one, except for Mongo, when that song hit, you knew, Hey, a horseman. All right. But NWO hit, you went, okay, who is it going to be, though? Is it going to be Hogan or is it going to be uh, uh, Vincent? Oh, it's Vincent again. <laughs> it's Horace. And that's part of the problem is they butchered that song with so many people. Um, closing my eyes, I could see Hogan, not Hall, and Ash come out. But then I could also see Brian Adams, Vincent, and uh, Michael R. Wall Street or whatever come out. So there's too much of a difference on that. And then if you close your eyes and you heard Ric Flair's, you knew exactly. You could go to anyone, any wrestling fan, and they will know as soon as you hear that, whose music is that? And you just know. So it's got to be Flair because it's too much. Well – uh, so Ric Flair is uh, advancing in a two-to-one vote. I will let you guys all know, uh, those watching as well, that that vote just broke my bracket. Yay! So we'll have to see what happens the rest of the way. Uh, maybe somebody from the other side will end up uh, advancing. But that brings me to my next one, which is... Hulk Hogan, or Hollywood Hulk Hogan, uh, and DDP. Now, both of these songs are samplings, uh, basically, of other uh, artists. Um, So there's not a lot of originality in them. Uh, Just like I sort of said with the whole Ric Flair thing, uh, but definitely not as regal for either of them. Hollywood Hulk Hogan basically was... um, Jimi Hendrix voodoo child uh, going sometimes they had the uh, actual words in it but most of the time it was just the uh, background music and then there was a um, the NWO uh, announcer guy uh, doing the new, new, new world order the greatest icon in sports entertainment or in wrestling history uh, too sweet and stuff like that would be playing 
along <laughs> with it. You'd have Hulk Hogan coming down, usually just with uh, Eric Bischoff. He'd end up uh, playing the uh, belt as a guitar. Sometimes the Disciple was with him, too, so Beefcake had uh, something to do that night. Um, but, yeah, you knew it was a special entrance, though, for Hogan compared to uh, always just playing the NWO black and white music, the original. Um, he probably realized that it was getting too many people uh, with that same music and Hogan being Hogan. He needed to have something that stood out uh, above everybody else. So there's that one. And then there's DDP's music, which starts off with Self High Five. Um, and then it breaks into a version of Nirvana's uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, though I think his was obviously a little more interactive for the fans because of how he presented himself. Uh, everybody was putting up the good old diamond cutter uh, symbol. Uh, so he, uh, he came out. Um, it definitely was a new departure for him compared to what he started out as with his cigars and the uh, really tacky colors that he was using for clothing, uh, his fur coats and stuff like that, and just really kind of sleazy uh, look to him. And somehow he ended up turning the corner. Uh, he had a fantastic uh, feud with Randy Savage. He became the every the combat man basically for WCW at the time, the people's champion. And so when that music hit, people were excited. Uh, he'd either come through the crowd or definitely leave through the crowd after a victory. And so I think while Voodoo Child did put a spotlight just on Hogan, the uh, self high five uh, appreciated itself to the fans. And uh, I felt between the two, self high five uh, was a better uh, song. Steven? See, and I loved DDP's self high five. But after that, I just find it, uh, and I love Nirvana, but I, I, it just didn't do it for me. Where Voodoo Child, you knew, and I loved the cheesy NW announcer over it. Again, closed my eyes, <laughs> and I knew the self-high five, who it was, but then it loses me. Where Hogan... And Hollywood Hogan, I love that theme. That was one of those themes that were very, like, what does it say? Um, icon of professional wrestling, and they they made they made hit him. I mean, I think NWO should have broke, had more theme songs for the NWO for different members. But I'm going Hollywood Hogan. So another uh, tiebreaker need to be done this time with Jonesy. John, you're not doing well tonight. <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> um, you know, the DDP song, I, I do like it. it. It's one of the better ones. Uh, you know, the awesome rift. But... I mean, the NWO song is good, 
but it's much better when you splice it together with a Jimi Hendrix song. And I mean, it is so, so good together. I, I like, I really, that when he came out to that, that made me actually listen to the whole version later on after the show, because that song's just that good. So it's, it's Hollywood Hogan for me. Okay, so Hogan moves on in a two-to-one victory. And that brings us over to our next one, which is Jake Snake Roberts taking on Harlem Heat. So Jake the Snake, his WCW, and you can tell this is early 90s WCW because close your eyes, you could literally, it could sound like any heel. It just it didn't stand out to me. Um, I and then there's Harlem Heat. That theme music stands out again. You could play that theme music right now for people, any wrestling fan, and you know exactly who it is. The Jake the Snake Roberts. You just don't get that instant. I know exactly who that is. Harlem Heat. You knew. The, I don't even know what, I'm not good with music, so I don't even know what that opening, like, few beats are. And then that, yes, yes, no, no. And then you can just see the Harlem Heat coming out. And it, it's Harlem Heat. This, was, this one was very easy for me. Chris? Yeah, it, it, it's fairly, fairly easy. Uh, the Jake the Snake Roberts one, um, Master of the DDT. The the singing that's in it, um, that that's later on in it, it it it's so terrible. It's like '80s Misfits from Gem. I, I imagine that the Misfits from Gem recorded this song. Uh, I don't know why that came into my head. It's just something about it. Uh, it it's got a sci-fi feel to it. Heavy bass. Uh, some of it's kind of cool, especially if it has pictures of Jake or Jake coming down to the ring. Something else has to be added to that song. Um, and and it it also has kind of a, a running man feel to it. It's that again, it's got that in it that um, uh, the Harlem Heat one, it's just it's just good. Uh, the, the, the drum machine's great. Uh, that the heavy beats in it, and of course the like, it's just a, it's a great song. Harlem Heat. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about Jake Roberts' uh, theme song, he didn't really even last that long in WCW. I'm not even sure why we have this in uh, the list. He I had could... more than one uh, theme song, and uh, he had more than one theme song. In uh, yeah, WCW, probably had a couple. There was uh, that, and then they added, then they added music. Uh, sorry, lyrics to it. Continue. Yeah, but he didn't really last long. Uh, the greatest thing he did was have that uh, feud with Sting, leading into Halloween Havoc, and Cactus was by his side, I think, uh, briefly. Uh, but it landed on Coal Miner's glove, uh, and just his own personal demons didn't allow him to stay long. Um, he also was uh, expecting to be backstage uh, job in WCW, 
Uh, and then there was office changes and that uh, the contract that he was supposed to have and the money didn't uh, materialize. So a lot of things worked against Jake Roberts and this song was not a help to him either. Um, you're going against Harlem Heat. Uh, that song, regardless of the mix or remix, existed up till Booker T retired and he even still comes out to it in at WWE uh, shows. So it has longevity. Uh, hard to beat Harlem Heat, uh, especially in the first round. And so that's going to be a 3 nothing. Uh, sweep in that one, bringing us to our next one. Chris with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat taking on the NWO Wolfpack. This Ricky the Dragon Steamboat theme is is so good. Uh, now I didn't know, I didn't know that the WWF one that was used was actually Dallin Parsons' project. Um, uh, I that actually surprised me. Uh, and again, I'm not a fan of that band, but now I know that that song's connected to him. I kind of like, um, so it, it starts off with uh, synthesizer trumpets. Um, uh, it's very techno sounding, uh, but not, not so much the, the like um, bass beats and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's got a little bit of Rocky to it. It actually reminds me of uh, the Rocky theme uh, by Bill Conte, and also um, I think it's Paul Hertzog that did a lot of '80s and I think early '90s movie themes. Um, uh, um, uh, blood sport and stuff like that. Uh, you ever get a chance to listen to some Herzog? Uh, it's amazing stuff. Uh, you'll like it if you like this Ricky Steamboat song. Um, the NWO, the Wolfpack. Again, <laughs> this one is the crappiest amongst them all. I hated this song. When it, 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 it just, I think, I think it still worked well enough for them because of the way they'd come out and there'd be a bunch of them but it it just it 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 does fit their cocky attitude but it's like it almost after the wolf howl it, it sounds like it's like 16-bit video um was made on a 16-bit video board it just is not very good um so for me it's ricky's smoke that's a little interesting on that one. Um, yeah. I'm a fan of Holland Nash and everybody. Um, them breaking off and coming up with the whole NWO uh, Wolfpack was sort of them supposed to be separate uh, entity and was still like the click. But then, of course, you end up throwing in uh, Conan and Savage and Luger and Tomato Face Sting. Uh, it just started getting watered down again. And then the rap Wolfpack's going to get you. Wolfpack in the house. Uh, I think without the rapping in there, could have been a decent song. Steamboat 
unfortunately left a lot of times when things weren't going right in uh, his contract or his wife wasn't happy with what was going on. But his entrance music was very regal for him to come out. Uh, and just his uh, movement uh, coming yeah, through the curtain and making his way down a lot of the times the ramp uh, that was level with the ring. Um, he eventually did start bringing in the uh, fire breathing like he did in WWE or WWF that he learned how to do. Uh, so when he uh, returned that way and uh, teamed with Dustin Rhodes, yeah, I, I was really happy to see him back. Um, his feud with Ric Flair, the three uh, matches that they did, it made for a big match feel. Uh, anytime Steamboat showed up. Uh, I am surprisingly going to go with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as well. And Steven, I, I, obviously your vote doesn't matter, but which way were you going? I was actually going NWO Wolfpack. I absolutely love that rappy It Even though they, they didn't dilute it, as much as the NWO black and white to start with, and then it got all to crap real quick. But I love that wolf pack, that howl. You knew exactly who was coming out. It was to start with, it was always Hall, Nash, and, um, and who, sorry? Xbox Six. Yeah. And so, I mean, Towards the end, even though when they added Conan, I love that Conan. I love Luger and Sting didn't fit, but I mean, I love that rap part. That just I never uh, understood Luger, Savage, and Sting being anywhere near NWO, considering the birth of NWO. I mean, I get Savage when Savage turned to go black and white, but after that, I didn't really get it. Um, I, I, again, I had to, I, I didn't, I didn't remember this Ricky the Dragon Steamboat theme. I never, I, I, I didn't, um, have this one winning. I had Wolfpack. Um, I wasn't a big fan. Close my eyes. I couldn't tell you who was coming out. And that's that's what some of, like these next two matchups that are coming. I was like, oh Jesus, this music's bad. <laughs> but at the same time, I think these are going to be a little bit more fun, and we'll see how they uh, advance. This is kind of the yeah lower card, mid card level uh, on our uh, bracket, but they're fun in a way. Uh, I get to start this one with Duck. Dustin Rhodes. I was a huge, uh, and still am, a huge fan of Dustin Rhodes um, ever since he yeah, first appeared at, uh, in WWE, ringside uh, cheering on his dad and being beat up by uh, DiBiase and Virgil. But then they left, yeah, they left right after uh, the Royal Rumble of that year, 91, and came to WCW. Uh, Dusty went back home, basically and brought his son, and Dustin was wearing the uh, Western sort of gear uh, and calling himself the natural, and, you know, 
it starts off just instrumental, and then you hear the holy call him the natural, and it goes on to tell his story, being a son of a son of plumber, <laughs> everything like that, uh, and what he wants to do, and it basically gives a story of Dustin Rhodes. Uh, I love Dustin's uh, theme song, uh, and he's going against Ernest the Cat Miller. Now, surprisingly, we don't have Ernest Miller's uh, song in the other bracket uh, with somebody called my mama. Uh, but this is uh, definitely a uh, very much a James Brown uh, homage uh, type song. He would come dancing to the ring like James Brown. Uh, they, at one point, were putting the cape on him just like James Brown. James Brown even showed up one time. Um, of the events and they danced together um and so it definitely helped with ernest miller's uh, gimmick but ernest miller was also part of that mortal combat uh group of uh talent that were brought in like glacier and mortis and uh i know there's one more i'm forgetting but all those guys were uh basically mortal combat uh ask Ripoffs and trying to get those video game uh, fans uh, to watch WCW. In my case, like ah. said, I'm, a, I'm a Dustin Rhodes fan. I'm going with the natural over uh, James Brown, uh, Ernest Cat Miller. Steven? Oh, this was easy. I won't even justify why, but I'm going Dustin Rhodes because. You really think I was going for a James Brown knockoff? No. Jones? <laughs> Just they call him the natural, and he's a son of a son and a son of a gun. Yes. Uh, and, and the name, the name I think you're looking for was Wrath. Yes, Wrath would be the other one that Mortis, Wrath, and yeah. So was Ernest Miller like the, the, the Johnny Cage kind of guy? Yeah, somewhat, or Jax. But it was just, yeah, too much of a ripoff and trying to play up with that Mortal Kombat thing. So is your vote officially Dustin? Oh, it would be for Dustin. It would be for Dustin. It's a, oh. it's a great, terrible wrestling song. So Dustin Rhodes is advancing to go against the winner of Disco Inferno or the man called Sting. Well, I can promise you my vote not for Disco Inferno. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> my vote is for Sting. Uh, it just, I'm not voting for Disco Inferno. Okay, Jonesy, you go. Um, so the, the, the Disco Inferno song, it, to me, you listen to it, the opening drum beat is used in a lot of songs. Uh, Headley's Cha-Ching, it's in there. Uh, so it has a common opening uh, disco beat. Uh, I'm just uh, looking at my notes. Uh, yeah, so he's so cocky, he's so cool. He's just a disco dancing fool. The girls scream for more. Uh, it's a great, it's an actually great disco song. It doesn't sound like cheap, like Dustin Rhodes' song, where 
if they would have had like a better band, a better singer, it probably would have sounded a lot better and not like, oh, you're it's definitely from like a rest album. Um, but the disco inferno song is just, it's a, it's a lot more quality. And I mean, uh, both Sean and I both seen, uh, him come out to that, uh, live. So, uh, to me, that song is better than the sting surfer song. Uh, it's, it's not a very well written song at all. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's a man or a woman that's actually singing that song. Um, so, uh, Sting does this, does that, he's big as a bull, quick as a cat. That's the best lyrics in it. Uh, uh it starts off like a, a guitar Rocky montage. Um, but yeah, so, uh, a Disco Inferno song. Well, that is going to give me the tiebreaker on this one. And yeah, uh... <laughs> Disco Beaver. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, I can't get into the man called Sting. He's a man called Sting. So. You you know, I I look back at, at early Sting. He's entertaining, but he's not that good as far as, like, his interview skills were terrible. Uh, he was family friendly. He was good for kids, but his character, I, I like Surfer Sting, but looking back on especially his interviews, they're terrible. Yeah, but he was very green still at that time. Uh, was- it was basically uh, Ric Flair who uh, wanted him over. So that concludes our first round. I got every single one right. Woo! Okay, so oh. let's, let's recap this first round. This is um, interesting. Um, you have the Four Horsemen beat Public Enemy 2-1. I don't think that was that. I'm shocked it was 2-1, but I'm not. Um Goldberg beat Sting Crow 3-0. Ric Flair beat NWO Original 2-1, which that is one of those ones that is very tough. Then you had... That... Coin flip that. You you talk to me an hour from now, my vote could change. Just because those two would be really high up there. You then had Hollywood Hogan, Voodoo Child beat DDP 2-1. Then had Harlem Heat beat Jake the Snake Roberts 3-0. You had then Ricky the Dragon Steamboat beat NWO Wolfpack, which kind of surprised me. Um, I had, because I had Wolfpack going right through until the finals on this side. Um, You then had the Natural Dustin Rhodes beat Ernest... Uh, Miller 3-0, and Disco Inferno beat Sting 2-1. So next round, second round, be quite interesting because match one, we're going to have the Four Horsemen versus Bill Goldberg. 
Match two is going to have Ric Flair versus Hollywood Hogan. Match three's got Harlem Heat versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And match four, you're going to have Dustin Rhodes versus Disco Inferno. Is there anything that you guys are excited about or matches in this next round that you're in intrigued by? Yeah, um, it definitely uh... – I'm not sure about the for this next round what to expect, but considering how basically the NWO were somewhat favorites uh, uh, by a couple of us, and they're totally out, and it definitely broke our brackets to see uh, what happens. It's going because forward. NWO was against Ric Flair. If, if it wasn't that song, like, later on, maybe NWO, I think, would have done better. But that, that Ric Flair song, that, it's just, it's a perfect song to come out to. Is, is there any, is your bracket still intact, Jones, or no? Yeah, everything so far that I predicted is. And well, I, I, sucked, I sucked on all the other tournaments predicting. <laughs> one out of uh, one out of three brackets still remaining. Are you guys ready for the next round? Yeah, so we'll move on to the, uh, round two, match number one. And Jonesy, you get the Four Horsemen versus Goldberg. All right. Uh, this one's a little tougher uh, for me. Uh, the Four Horsemen song... Uh, you know what it it that that song again for me it just sticks out because it didn't matter if it you're with a group or you're just yourself that song just is so easy to to actually come out to it it's just great uh but the the goldberg song uh that that one, if you know what, if it wasn't for the fact Goldberg, I probably would have liked it better. Um, but I did like the fact of you know what, without Pyro, that Goldberg song just can't match up to the Four Horsemen uh, in my my. And Four Horsemen didn't need any of, of pyrotechnics. I think they did later on. They just you know the sparkler bursts, but. Um, you know that that song just didn't need any. It didn't need a good system. It it just is great. Uh, so four horsemen for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I like the four horsemen uh, theme song, but given the choice, right after hearing the galloping uh, and then the initial guitar riff, and as Stephen said, you can. Vision them coming out and uh, doing the symbol of excellence, uh, regardless of what uh, combination it was, even with uh, Paul Roma or Psycho Sid, or and Mongo McMichael for that matter. Um, it does have that impact and longevity of song, but Bill Goldberg, I think, just has that March feel, and uh, there was a battle about to be happening. Um, so I am going to go a with Bill Goldberg. 
Not necessarily a great battle. Not necessarily a long <laughs> battle. But there was going to be one. But, uh, yeah, it just gave a more intense uh, moment to whatever match he was going to go uh, come out, especially when he finally made it up to the main events. Um, and he got that title um, at the Georgia Dome on uh, Monday Night uh, Nitro instead of waiting for a pay-per-view. Just everything the buildup of his undefeated streak and finally making it to the main event. Goldberg is getting my vote. Steven gets to break the tie. Nice. This wasn't even hard. This was a very easy decision. This will always get my vote. I could have that song on repeat and just sit yeah. with the lights turned down. And Yeah. So always going to be the symbol of excellence never will I ever not think that that is one of the greatest theme songs uh, I can listen to it from the original right through with Mongo in it so it's going to be the horseman advancing okay so that brings us to our next one the uh, Rick Flair versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I just need to do a. And that's you. That is me. Um, yeah. Once again, two very popular um, music tracks were used for each of them. Whether you had the uh, NWO voiceover guy uh, doing his thing, expounding uh, the virtues of Hogan being the. Uh, icon of professional wrestling and announcing the NWO. And then it's Ric Flair. That song, as I said earlier, uh, just has a lot of regalness to him set to bring out a champion. Um, and that was sort of how he got set apart from the regular Ham and Eggers uh, type deal. Uh, he had the glittery robe, whether there were feathers on it or not. Uh, just the time he took to get to the ring, uh, regardless of who was also with him, whether it was J.J. Uh, Dillon or Sensational Queen Sherry, you know, he always stood out as being the elite uh, before the elite became a buzzword um so yeah i'm going to go with the nature boy rick flair Woo! advancing steven um this was fairly easy for me because i love hollywood hulk hogan's voodoo child but it can't hold a candle to rick flair so that song is something that the next round will be interesting because I have my horseman verse Ric Flair, but I'm going Ric Flair. Jonesy? Uh, I would have gone with uh, the Hollywood Hogan Voodoo Child song because that, that one to me just has a lot more going for it. Uh, not necessarily a better song, but... That one just has a lot because the 
the, with the guitar, the the NWO guy going in it, and then like it's it's basically the NWO song mixed in with with uh, Voodoo Child. So to me, that that's what would make it better than Flair's song for me. I would rather come out to that one than than Flair's, even though Flair's would be awesome to come out to. But uh, so for me, it's Hollywood Hogan. But regardless, Ric Flair does move on. A two-to-one victory. And brings us out to our next uh, matchup, which is Harlem Heat taking on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Steven. Oh, this one, again, very easy for me. I'm taking Harlem Heat. That, again, <clears throat> my eyes and listen to Harlem Heat. Close my eyes, listen to Rick the Dragon Steamboat. I could listen to Harlem Heat all day. And I could tell you who it is. Again, in the first round, I didn't vote for Ricky the Dragon Steamboat because I if you would just put that on, I wouldn't have known whose music that was. There was no to me that that had no connection to him. I knew who when Harlem Heat's music hit, who it was going to be. So I'm definitely going Harlem Heat. That surprises me that you don't recognize that song. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of WCW or NWA until later, but I I knew that song even back in the 90s. Uh, and I think one of the reasons why I like it is I when you hear that the trumpet's going in, na-na-na, I'm not sure what the... the the, the uh, announcer's name was at that time, but the, it just with Ricky, that dragon, steamboat, da, 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 it just was so... It was so... Such, like To me, it is one of the best uh, theme songs in, in wrestling for a guy to come out to. Uh, because it it reaches that high point, and then like the the Four Horsemen song, it kind of has this this lag in it that kind of gives the time for the wrestler to get from after he comes out and there's the big boom. Then he comes down, gets the, the ring, and then it picks up again. So you can actually pace yourself, and it gives the the um, uh, commentators time to talk about him. When when he's done his that the announcer says who it is and everything, then they can talk yada yada yada, and then he gets in the ring, and then it, it to me that's it's such a well built song, similar to the Four Horsemen song. It uh, uh, the the Steamboat one gets my vote. So Sean, you're it. Right, I get to break the tie on this one. Um, as much as I do love Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, he was the reason why uh, I got into wrestling. Seeing him get his neck broken by uh, Randy Savage with the ring bell, but Steamboat does have a place in my uh, wrestling fandom. Um, this is crap. I loved, I loved uh, the battle that him and Flair had, uh, the triple uh, match, uh, three match segments that they did, uh, trading the title back and forth for the NWA championship. But it's Harlem Heat. 
It is a hard song to end up uh, battling. Uh, longevity, you knew who exactly it was, uh, whether it was Stevie Ray and Booker T coming out with Sherry, or if it was Booker coming out with uh, Charmel, you know, over in WWF or WWE. You knew who it was. You still pop for it. Uh, they play it for when he does spinner Roonies. They tried to get Undertaker to do a Taker Rooney, uh, as you saw during uh, some of the outtakes of uh, the Last Ride. It's just something that is a bigger iconic sound for wrestling than, unfortunately, Ricky uh, Steamboat's uh, song. So Harlem Heat is going to advance. With a two to one victory over Steamboat. That makes me sad, but I understand it is Harlem Heat. Yeah. Uh, Steamboat could have gone against somebody else, and I definitely would go. Yeah, uh, at the him. beginning of that Harlem Heat song, uh, you said what it was. What, what what do they say? I thought it was Oh Yeah, Gow Gow. Yes, yes, no, no. Oh, it's so like yes, 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 no, no. Yeah. Oh. And that brings us to our final match of this round. And it's Jonesy with The Natural, Dustin Rhodes, taking on Disco Inferno. Jonesy. Is he frozen? No, everyone's kind of... I think we're good now. All right. Uh, so... Um, yeah, this is where the Disco Inferno song just trumps uh, Dustin's song. Again, I think the Dustin song is perfect early, earlier 90s wrestling theme. Uh, it's fantastic on MJM1 album. Check it out. Uh, but the Disco Inferno song, like I, I, I said, it it's one of the better wrestling theme songs because... I don't think it was a song on its own. I think it was created for that character. I'm not sure, but uh, because that song is very similar to other disco songs out there, but it, it fits right in with that. It's a, it's a well-done song. It's, it's, it, again, it's a great song every time uh, to me because it's disco. Uh, so for me, it's, it's a Disco Inferno. Yeah, um, as much of a mark as I am uh, and said numerous times for Dustin Rhodes, um, Gold Dust fan, maybe not so much what he's doing right now, even though he's at the top of his uh, uh, probably uh, physical abilities uh, compared to when he was uh, gaining weight and got, thankfully, not doing um, uh, the TNA version of himself. That uh, was horrible. I can't think of his name at the moment, but Rain. Um, Black Rain. Black Rain, that's right. Thankfully, he got rid of that. Uh, God only knows what would have happened with Seven, but he was kind of a creepy uh, stalker type dude. And yeah, just not good. Uh, Dustin Rhodes fan, all I want, but Disco Inferno, that song, just Glenn Gilberti had a horrible, horrible gimmick. Let's be honest. But he made it work somehow. 
um, with the hair helmet and the polyester and the bell bottoms and the silk shirt and vest. However he did it, he still made it work, and that song just got gets you. So thankfully, Steve, you don't have to break a tie or, and question why, but Disco is moving on. Who would you he vote for? He doesn't have to feel dirty about voting for either one of these. <laughs> I would much rather I'd vote for the natural Dustin Rhodes. Now, if NWO songs were up against that, they you know. <laughs> I I just I can't vote for Disco Inferno. I can't. That was horrible from the start to the finish, including the music. Okay, so let's recap round two because so Stephen doesn't have a nervous breakdown on the Disco <laughs> Inferno. So round two, match one. We had the Horsemen, the four Horsemen beat Goldberg 2-1. We then had Ric Flair beat Hollywood Hogan Voodoo Child 2-1. So all um, NWO theme is out, which really surprised me, actually. Um, then match three, we had Harlem Heat beat Ricky the Dragon Steamboat 2-1. And the final match, we had the Disco Inferno beat... Um, Dustin Rhodes 2-1. So we had no 3-0s on that one, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, is there anything that surprised you guys in that round? Mm, no, not really. Not I'm disappointed that Ricky didn't get by, but, you know. So in our semifinals, we got the Four Horsemen versus Ric Flair. And then in the other semifinals, we got the Harlem Heat versus the Disco Inferno. Uh, it's going to be one of these matchups is going to be tough, and one of these matchups is not for me. One of these matches will be tough now. Okay, so I get to start off with the uh, first match in the semifinals, and that's the Four Horsemen taking on Ric Flair. Basically, Ric Flair be, uh, taking on himself. Um, looking at these, I have to go with 2001 Space Odyssey. Ric Flair by himself. Uh, when, if he came out with somebody else, uh, it was always a uh, regal presentation. The group uh, factor, it somewhat depended on who he was with. Because you really... Can't stand seeing people like Sid, even Sting as a four horseman, Luger, ugh, pretty Paul Roma. Yeah, Mongo McMichael and everybody else who really were just thrown in there as placeholders. I'll uh, give you a spot. Not any spot, but my spot. River spot. Uh, but yeah, even Kurt Hennig at that rate, uh, when you were talking about that, Ric Flair, 2001 Space Odyssey, woo! Steven? This is really tough, because I absolutely love both of these themes. I'm going the Four Horsemen theme. Don't get me wrong, I love Ric Flair's, but the whole Horseman and the the history of the horsemen, starting with Oli and 
Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and J.J. Dillon, Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham. You just flying Brian Pill, like Brian Pillman, the one who we don't name, Dean Malenko. You just, I have to go Horseman. Have to go Horseman. So Jonesy is a tiebreaker. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, you know what? That the, the Ric Flair song, that's the one that I would rather see live, which I have, but I'd rather see live in, in with good, good sound and see him actually coming down to the aisle, uh, rather than him come out to the four horsemen one. But the the Four Horsemen one, I, I'd rather hear that one over and over again than the Ric Flair one. And uh, similar to the Ricky Steamboat song, I, there's a lot that these two songs have in common as far as the build up. And then there's that nice lag for commentators and all that. And so is the, the, the uh, 2000, 2001 Space Odyssey. But... Um, uh, oh, really? Okay. So the horsemen advance two to one over Ric Flair's 2001 Space Odyssey. Moving us to our other semifinal, Stephen, Harlem Heat, and Disco Inferno. Oh, it's Harlem Heat. That theme song you could yeah it's it's Harlem Heat it's Harlem Heat Jones it's not that hard but it it is if you put too much thought into it um because again the Disco Inferno one uh, uh, both of them are as far as I know original songs and they're they both are good, but the Harlem one, the heat Harlem Heat one, I think holds more. It's it's just, uh, yeah, it's not going to get the kids up and dancing, but the cool kids won't make fun of the other kids that got up and danced. Uh, so uh, for me, it's it's uh, uh, I almost forgot uh, Harlem Heat. Yeah, I am going to make it a clean sweep with Harlem Heat picking up the victory to go against the four horsemen. And we'll see what happens from here. So to recap this last round, we had the four horsemen beat Ric Flair 2-1. I mean, that could go either way. Again, you ask me an hour from now, I could change my mind because I love both of those themes. And then you had Harlem Heat beating Disco Inferno 3 nothing, which I don't think is a surprise to any of us. Um, Sean, since your brackets are broke, so our finals are going to be the Horseman versus Harlem Heat. Um, since your brackets are broke, who did you have in your finals? Well, I had uh, the NWO original taking on Harlem Heat. So at least uh, Harlem Heat, my my other half of the bracket, 
survived at least. But I did have uh, NWO original going all the way. So my brackets broke too. I actually had NWO versus NWO in the finale. Um, I really thought I had NWO beating uh, the Horsemen in in the top semi, but um, yeah, I had uh, NWO versus NWO. Jonesy, is your bracket still intact or no? No, I uh, they broke. Uh, for me, it uh, I picked the uh, Horseman and the uh, Ricky Steamboat to be in the finals. Interesting. Yeah. Well, at so, least one of you made it. So this will be a fun, interesting finale, and Jonesy gets to start. Horseman or Harlem Heat? The, you know the only thing that stands out from Harlem Heat song that gets me closer to voting for them is when again it's hard to describe without knowing the exact instruments and that but there's that kind of weird near near kind of whistle thing happening in the background and it it does good for when say a match is over and the guy is celebrating and that um the Horseman song is a great song to enter to. Whether it's a great song to exit to, that's that's the thing. Can I can I think about this a little more? Here, you guys talk a little bit. I gotta think a little more. No, you gotta make your first decision. Like I want to go with the Horseman because again, that song I'd rather listen to that song over and over again than listen to Harlem Heat. But it's not about listening. It's about coming down. I'd rather come down to the Horseman one after I'm I'm done my victory. That's the one I'm struggling with. It's like, ah, uh, I, I gotta say Horseman. I gotta say Horseman. So we have one vote for the four Horsemen. Well. It looks like Steven is going to be our tiebreaker for uh, who's going to be uh, coming out on top of uh, the WCW bracket because Harlem Heat, the moment you hear that, yeah, uh, just that even after WD put in the, now can you dig it, sucker? Which isn't uh, part of the WCW version of it, but what oh, happens after? See, that might have got it over the hump. True, but that that just the sort of uh, thing that uh, a place wrote the whole Harlem Heat uh, song and lo longevity that it's had. I'm going Harlem Heat, and so we have a tie. Well, I love both of these songs, but here's your winner. Wow. Always bet on the horseman. So your winner of this one, thanks to Steven, is the Four Horsemen. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love the Harlem Heats theme song because I can close my eyes and picture both of these theme songs. But it's the Horsemen. They had longevity. Uh, it's always been the horsemen. So the horsemen will be moving on 
to our finale. Um, I'm not sure which one we're doing next because our I got my. Yeah, our next one is going to be uh, WDF bracket. So that takes okay. in a lot of uh, songs from the Rock and Wrestling Connection, the New Generation, even um, the Attitude Era. I'm going to yeah, play yeah, the video of what our matchups are going to be for next week, and Stephen can break them down. What we're looking at next week in the WWF, you got Doink Evil versus Double J with my baby tonight, The Undertaker versus The Ultimate Warrior, The Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase versus Brett the Hitman Hart, The Brothers of Destruction versus Mankind, Jake the Snake Roberts versus Dusty Rhodes, you got Diesel versus Hulk Hogan, The Real American, uh, Vince McMahon versus HBK Shawn Michaels. And the final match, you've got Demolition versus Nation of Domination. And should we preview some of the uh, other names that will be coming in the next few weeks after that? Yeah, sure. Um, just to, so there's not a, a little bit of confusion over uh, that bracket, uh, a lot of these songs could have fallen under the WWF uh, bracket, but because they were still being used in the um, post uh demise of WCW and the get the F out uh, era, uh, they qualified to move into uh, the WWE bracket. So in the next two weeks after that, you've got people like Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Tina Word Life, DX, Sasha Banks, Randy Orton, Voices, Los Guerreros, Triple H The Game, uh, CM Punk, Cult of Personality, The Beautiful People, Aces and Eights, uh, Beer Money, Nasty Boys, WCW, Bruce the Barber Beefcake, Mickey James from TNA, uh, Bobby Roode, Hulk Hogan, but I don't remember which one that is, and my bracket got cut off. Uh, there's a Hulk Hogan one, American. It's an American, American made. Which is his WCW theme song when he got brought in with that ticker t- tape parade at Disney. Yes. Abyss, Honky Tonk Man, LAX, Fandango, Daniel Bryan, Bailey, The Truth, Our Truth. Um, so there's some very interesting. I won't tell you the bracket. American man. Interesting um, 
brackets coming up. There's pe- there's themes missing, like gold dust. Um, Mr. Perfect. There's there's quite a few that we could have. We could have so bro. Oh yeah, we could have had probably a hundred theme songs, um, but we would have had a nervous breakdown. Um, we will be going back to them. I think uh, next year in 2021. Uh, we can tackle some of them uh, and narrow it down to an era like the Rock and Wrestling Connection, or uh, and also new era or new generation and stuff like that. So we can see some of the songs that were not included. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, a few, and I'm sure some of these topics that we've even gone through in 2020 will probably eventually hit back in 2021. Um, I know speaking for all of us, if you guys have any ideas of fantasy warfare tournaments, whether it's a normal one week, 16 person idea or a month's worth, if it is a month's worth, please make sure it's a topic that we can stretch into um, a month's worth. Yeah. 64. Don't give us a topic that, um, like hairdos, I don't. I don't think we could do uh, sixty-four different hairdos. No, probably not. But I think we can do stuff like uh, intercontinental champions um, from different decades, uh, U.S. champions, whether they're uh, NWA, WCW, or WWE uh, U.S. champions. There's so many other topics. Hit us up. Uh, email me uh, scumbagswrestling at gmail uh, also on our Facebook page, there's going to be running across the bottom in just a second before we end up uh, breaking off from this. So, yeah, as Stephen said, hit us up. Let us know what you uh, would like. You can even be a part of the show if we uh, take your topic. You can be one of the panelists as well, putting your vote in. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, keep in mind if you do want to be a panelist, you have to be able to commit to us because it does take an hour and a half for the recording plus depending on the topic. Yeah. Research. You, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to commit to doing your research. Um, so, uh, I know we all enjoy this, so please give us some good topics. I, I think we have some, some interesting ones potentially on coming, but, we're all willing to get some more ideas. Jones, you got anything that you might want to talk about? Uh, what's the one? Oh, <laughs> um, I have a lot of stupid ones, but the one um, best ring it like best ring attire. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. A 16, 16 person one, but you got anything you want to plug? Oh, anything I want to plug? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Such there's this uh, wrestling trivia game show challenge that I've been doing. Um, it's going pretty good. I need contestants. Uh, if I don't, then that's okay. I can, uh, like I said, I can always do um, puppets or just uh, read them in episodes, then you can just guess on your own. Um, but uh, for me, it was I, I, I did it more to to do in, in front of a live audience, really. Um, I might be trying some other different formats of games because 
the that trivia maker that I use, uh, they are coming out with uh, more game formats. So uh, see what uh, they're going to come up with. Yeah, I know they have a Family Feud uh, version, and there's, uh, I think, somewhat like a uh, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh, version. Yeah, with and, there, four, and there's uh, a Wheel of Fortune, too. Oh, and the multiple choice that way. So we'll see what uh, is going on. We can uh, rotate around. Once again, if you're interested in being a part of it, contact uh, Chris through the uh, Wrestling Trivia Challenge Facebook page or email me uh, on any of our social outlets, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and our Facebook page. I uh, would love to have uh, you on board, have some fun, learn some uh, things you may or may not have known before. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, how you can re- get in touch with us. Scumbags Wrestling uh, podcast happens every Thursday night, barring any uh, personal conflicts. Uh, Thursday nights at 8 o'clock on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitch. And before we take off from here, I'm going to show you how you can get a Scumbags Wrestling t-shirt and support a wonderful cause, especially during this month of September with Stevens Wrestling Journey and Carrie Mel Formation and Sickets Hospital. So anything else, guys, before we leave? No, we'll see you tomorrow night at uh, Scumbag's podcast. Excellent. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time. Hey, wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbag's Wrestling. September is Carrie Mel Formation Awareness Month. And we've teamed up with Stevens Wrestling Journey to present this great t-shirt. Proceeds from it are going to help Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto as they do research for carry malformation. You can get the shirt for $30 or a poster for $15. However, I'm going to do something better. For the month of September, you get your t-shirt during this month. I'll reduce it by $5 so you get the shirt for $25 or the poster for $10. 